Just a few uh, housekeeping things. Uh, if you do not have a handout, go ahead and raise your hand, and Lauren will bring you one. Um, we have plenty for everybody. Uh, on one side, like I said, has announcements and t- a place for you to write notes, and on the other side is a fill-in-the-blank time. So you, uh, as I'm speaking, if there's things that you need to fill in the blank, you could do that. The second thing is, if this is your first time uh, with us tonight, we are so thankful that you chose to come and worship with us and spend time with us. Uh, It's not always easy to come and try something new, and so we're uh, thankful for you being brave enough to come and try that. Uh, After this, if you want to go see Cassidy, who's standing up back here, she has a gift for you, uh, and you don't want to miss out on that gift. And so go by and see her after this. And she will get that to you, and then she will point you in the right direction for our breakout groups. Uh, how many of y'all, did y'all have a good Christmas break? Yeah? So good going back to school now. So good. Um, Christmas uh, Christmas break is so awesome because you just have so much time. Uh, but I miss you guys. I miss you guys when, uh, when we're not together and we're not meeting. And so it's so good to be back, and it's so good to start a new year. Um, It's so good to start a new series. Um, I'm really, really excited about this series. I'm really excited about us being immersed in the Scripture, and and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight, um, is just really what that means. Um, And so let me set the scene for you for Philippians. Uh, Philippians was written by Paul uh, to the church of Philippi, and Paul was writing this book, and it's actually a letter. He was writing this letter while he was in prison, and he was put into prison uh, for practicing Christianity and bringing others to Christ, uh, going against what was going on at the time. And so he was put into prison. And instead of really um, just being like, okay, fine, whatever, he, he decided to write, and he decided to write this letter. And so uh, the whole book of Philippians is a letter. Uh, and it's a letter of encouragement. It's a letter uh, that's a thank you letter uh, to all those that have helped him uh, keep the word going about Christ. Um, they didn't have huge, huge churches like we do today. They had communities uh, led by people who had personally experienced Christ and came and met with others to talk about their personal experiences. So once Paul was put into prison, other people had to do that work for him. And so this letter is really just encouraging those who are continuing the Christian faith, who are building the Christian community on Paul's behalf. Um, and so it's weird, right? Like letters are, were a main form of communication back then. Um, and they didn't have like, you know, the postman that came by once a day. Um, they, you know, it took a while for the communication to happen. Could you even imagine right now, if we wanted to talk to anybody, we can send a text message, we can make a phone call, we could post a status, we could do a lot of different forms of communication that would happen instantly. Um, but, but they wrote letters, and these letters took a long time to get there. And I really want you to think about when the last time was that you received a letter. Think about that. When was the last time that you received a letter? Now, this letter that Paul wrote to the church in Philippi is, it was, is, is so powerful, and there's so much to take in. Philippians is one of my favorite books of the Bible because it, it's like it was written to me like, Hey, Amanda. Keep watch on these things. These are the things I need you to think about. Um, and I really want you to think about that. Letters are so, so special to me. Uh, if you ever come to my house, which come on, come on over anytime. Um, if you ever come to my house, I have two different letters that are framed in my house. One is from my Nana. and My Nana will be turning 90 this year. and She's very, very special to me. When you hear about me going to California, it's to go visit my Nana. 
Um, and when I was younger, she wrote me a letter uh, that really kind of talked about my faith and, and when I was born. And it's just so, so special to me. Her handwriting is so special to me. Um, you guys have people in your life where you can just see their handwriting. It doesn't matter what they wrote. Uh, you can tell who it is. And my Nana has a very distinctive handwriting. And that letter is so special to me. It's on a hutch in my kitchen. And every time I pass it, I see it, and it just, it just warms my heart. The things that she wrote in there, uh, sometimes I take it out of the frame and I read it because it's just so powerful to me. Um, then um, in May, it's my husband and my uh, first anniversary. And uh, for our first anniversary and for each anniversary, there's like old-fashioned things that you can do, uh, different gifts that you could give. And this year it was paper, and so he wrote me a letter. And it was just so sweet. And it was just the sweetest letter just about how we met and, and how we fell in love and how much he loves me. And it was just, it was the sweetest thing ever. And every word that I wrote, read, it was just, it was powerful to me. And, and I hold it dear to my heart. That's what this letter needs to be for you. And it doesn't need to replace a letter from a loved one, but it needs to be something that you can just be immersed into. That scripture is, is meant to be lived. Scripture is meant to be lived. It's not just something where you, you open up your Bible and you read it. And, and sometimes when I, when I read the Bible, I want to picture it like this, like flowery music being played in the background or, or just like church bells being in. And sometimes I want to read Scripture like in an English accent because I just feel like that's more appropriate. Um, and really, Scripture is not like that. Scripture is meant for us to, to live today, for us to read and say, that was a really cool letter that Paul wrote. But what does that say for my life today? I believe everything in the Bible is meant for everybody to hear and to live. It's our responsibility to live out Scripture. Don't just read Scripture. Live it. And what a great opportunity for us to take just this month and day by day, not, not read huge pages, but just Scripture, just a couple of verses a day to really live it, to really think about how we can live this Scripture. Tonight we're going to focus on Philippians 1, 20 through 24. It says this, and I want you to really think about how you can start living this. But I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. This is Paul writing. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For to me, living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ, so I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ. Remember, he had a relationship with Christ. He longs to be with Christ. He had, he had an encounter with Christ, which would be far better for me. But for your sakes, it's better for me to continue to live. Think about what the scripture says to you tonight. Tonight, I'll tell you what this says to me. I think we always need to be bold for Christ, not just sometimes. Always be bold for Christ, not just sometimes. Now that means that's a big, heavy statement, and it's something really cool. You could put it on a T-shirt, you could tweet it, you could you do a lot. But but living this means something completely different. I believe that life rep, uh, presents itself opportunities for us to be bold for Christ, but we have to take a stand. For what we believe in, we have to look for these opportunities for us to be bold for Christ. I love that the scripture said, do not be ashamed, but to be bold for Christ. Being bold is not always an easy thing. It means that we need to take a stand for something. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, 
this uh, Christmas break, I went to go visit my family. <coughs> I'm sorry. In uh, California, I went to go visit my Nana. And when we were there, um, my family decided to have an encounter with me. <coughs> and half of us are Christians, and half of us are all sorts of other things that are not Christian. Um, and it's okay. And people know that I work at a church. People know that I speak to young people. Um, but they also make a lot of assumptions about me because I'm a Christian. They believe that I'm one way and that I'm shut off and that I don't love them and, and, and I don't respect them for what they believe. And, and they really confronted me on that. And they made a lot of assumptions that hurt my feelings and uh, made me really have to sit there and go, no, I'm a Christian and this is what I believe, but I still love you and I still honor you and I still respect you as my family. It's probably one of the hardest things for me to do. And I knew I was going to give this message. So in the back of my head, I'm like, I always had to be bold for Christ. I always had to be bold for Christ. And yet I'm sitting here with people that know me the most. That know everything about me. And I have to be bold for Christ around them. Life provides opportunities for you to be bold for Christ. It may be with your friends who know so much about you, but you may have to take a stand for what you believe in. It may be with your family that you have to take a stand for what you believe in. It may be to say, you know what, what, what you need to do is to, is to love Christ the way I love Christ. It may be something where you have to have an awkward conversation or you may have to, to place yourself on the outskirts of, of friends so that you can be bold for Christ. I had to sit there and I had to bite my lip a lot of times and I had to bite my tongue and not say certain things, but then I had to sit there and think about how Christ would handle the situation and use my words very, very um, purposefully and respectfully as I talk to my family to be bold for Christ. Think about ways that you are called to be bold for Christ. Now, the rest of the scripture focuses on a choice that Paul has to make. He wants to think about whether or not he wants to die or to live. <coughs> and he ultimately realized and that he has a purpose beyond himself, that his life has meaning. We need a purpose for living that goes beyond ourselves. We need a purpose for living that goes beyond ourselves. What is your purpose? <coughs> Paul knew, <coughs> I'm so sorry, his purpose was to go beyond himself, to bring others closer to Christ, even if that meant staying in prison, even if that meant writing letters and hoping that the people that are around him can keep, continue to spread the word. His purpose was to, to continue his faith, to continue his faith journey and to promote others to do the same thing, to talk about his relationship, his encounter with Christ. We need a purpose for living that goes beyond ourselves. So what is your purpose? Not what will be your purpose in the future, not what was your purpose. What is your purpose? What do you have to do that goes beyond yourself that Christ is calling you to do? What is the bold thing that you need to do? I want you to really think about this next question. What does being bold look like in your own life? Thank you. I'm that speaker that needs water. Thank you. Um, what does being bold for Christ look like in your own life? And, and on, your, on your page, you have some opportunities, some places to write. And so I just want you to take, take a minute, and maybe we can play a couple, like a little music. And I really want you to think about that. 
And not just think about it and not be like, okay, man, I'm thinking about it. But really, what does being bold for Christ look like in your own life? And if you need to write down just key words, if you need to write down key people, if you need to write down key places, whatever it is, take some time. There's pens on the other side of your, of your chairs. There's, there's opportunities. You can ask people around you if they have one. But take just a moment, just a moment. I'm going to give a minute for you to write down what does being bold look like in your own life. So take this moment and do that right now. about 30 more seconds. Father, I thank you for tonight, for the opportunity for us to really think about what being bold in our life looks like. For, for some of us, maybe being bold in our life looks like accepting a relationship with you. Saying, you know what, I don't have all the answers. I don't really know who you are, Christ, but you know what, I'm going to give this a chance. I'm going to give this a try. For some of us, being bold in our life may mean that we need to offer forgiveness to, to others who have hurt us. For some of us, me, me being bold will be this conversation that we need to have to say, you know what, I haven't told you, but I go to church, I'm a Christian, I believe in Christ, and so therefore I can't keep t- continuing to live my life this way. Or I can't continue to, b- to be friends with you because it goes beyond what, what I really believe and what I feel. Lord, I pray that you help us to be bold this week. I pray that you help us to see those opportunities where we need to speak up or be quiet that we can find opportunities for us to to continue our journey with you and not set us back. Lord, I pray that you help us just to see clearly ways that we can be bold for you today, Lord. Give us the courage and the patience and the direction and the guidance to do this, not only this week, but every week. For your holy name we pray. Amen.